four min- uh, 14 minutes it is before 9 p.m. We're under the microscope and uh, we now try and make sense of um, all of the revelations and allegations of abuse that are coming out of uh, the Gwasi Zabandu Mission Church uh, in Guazulu Natal and uh, uh, reports alleging that senior members of, uh, of this mission have been accused of rape. They've been shielded by the church and uh, that millions of rands has been laundered in many of the mission's business operations. And uh, we ask ourselves this evening under the microscope, what is this story all about? And no better people to tell us than uh, some of the journalists who've been involved in a seven-month investigation of what has been happening here. And I'm joined now uh, by journalists at News24, Noktula Manyati, to take a look at all of the different uh, dimensions and moving parts of the story. Noktula, good evening to you and welcome. Hi, Ayawanga. Thank you for having me. Gunjan. This is actually my first time on the radio. Really? Um, I can't yes, believe that. Ever. <laughs> no, ever, ever. I'm very I can't believe that. I can't believe that. Okay. I'm used all to right. being behind the scenes, um, doing research, producing. So I would I'd ask that you handle me with kids clubs. So no, 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 no. I mean look, I, I think it's a conversation. I'm also here to try and understand. Uh, what you guys have found, uh, and also, yeah. I mean, you, 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 uh, an old witsy like myself. So, so you know, I won't, yeah. I won't be tough on you. I won't be tough on mm, you. So, no worries. Be kind. Yes. Don't push me over the edge. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 not at all. Touche, touche. No, Tula. What's yeah. happened here? Um, I mean, I'm quite interested. You guys have been investigating this for the last seven months. Yeah. Um, how did the story get to you guys, and what have you found? Okay, so um, in earnest, we've been investigating the story now a little bit more than seven months. Someone who lived at Gwasizabantu contacted News24 and brought to our attention claims of gross human rights violation in the form of sexual abuse and money laundering. And they said that there are a few people who'd be willing to talk to us on the record. And what was very important for us in the story, anytime you have a story that's dealing with such sensitive matters such as sexual abuse or you're accusing anyone of of money mismanagement or any form of, of corruption. We wanted, you know, affidavits, you know, people to go on the record and give a signed affidavit. And many of the people who came forward were very willing um, to give a signed affidavit. And then once we listened to their stories, realized that there was more there, and then we started investigating. And in earnest, what we found was that we found claims and stories of sexual abuse and also just general abuse, people being forced mm. to do things against their will, varying levels of discrimination, so either whether it was racial bias or gender bias. Um, and we have more than six affidavits that bear testimony to this abuse, sexual abuse, money mismanagement, and fair labor practices. So, I mean, it just ended up being a web that we couldn't mm. see how big it would get and the more... And I, I just like said, I, I was part of the bigger team. We were a team of about 10, sure. and we tackled the story from different ends. So uh, my colleague, Azara Kareem, she followed the money. And then we have Tammy Peterson, you know, who followed the abuse story. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, along with Shelly Bruet and Alyoshka Karlstock and other um, colleagues, we were following the lived experiences of people who had come out of Gossi Zabante, what was life sure. like at Gossi Zabante, because it's, it's quite a closed off. Um, community, and I'll, I'll add an anecdote. Yeah. Funny enough, I Noctula, Noctula, yeah. tell you what, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. We need to pause quickly and go to ads. So, I want us okay. to quickly pause now, take the ads. When we come back, you let us in on the anecdote uh, and also just unpack, I guess, the different elements. Uh, and, and I like how you say your colleagues were doing different things. And, yeah. and I want you maybe to unpack that human 
uh, interest angle of the story of this very, very close-knit community. Definitely. Nine minutes it is before 9 p.m. Under the microscope this evening, we try and make sense of what's happening at Gwasi Zabantu uh, in KZN. And uh, I'm joined by Noktula Manyati, journalist at News24. Noktula, before we went to the break, uh, you wanted yes. to share an anecdote, uh, which I guess illustrates how tight-knit this community was and maybe how difficult it might have been for, you, for yourselves to try and sort of pierce through that uh, sense of community to try and understand what's happening here. Yes, so it's actually more of a personal anecdote. So it turns mm. out, well, it turns out that I actually went to high school next door to Kwasi Zabantu. Um, and, wow. uh, exactly. And so when, so we first started having small moments in the newsroom, small conversations about Kwasi Zabantu about maybe 10 months ago, but then obviously the full investigation started seven months ago. And I remember one of our news editors coming in and they're like, well, we received a tip that there's a community called KSB and KZN and there's just some dodgy dealings happening there. And then I pop my head up from my cubicle and I'm like, KSB, you mean what's Zabantu? And he's like, yes, that's the place. Do you know it? So I was like, yeah, I went to high school next door. I went to um, Deutsche Schule Hemingsburg, which is about 20 kilometers away from Gwasi Zabantu. I was like, yeah, we know them. They were very secluded. We didn't know much about it. So where my school is actually quite a farm area. And if you live in farm areas, somebody who's 20 kilometers away is considered a neighbor. Right, mm. but we didn't know much about our neighbor. <laughs> you know, you would think a neighbor like a next door. You know, just you know, you walk across the street. So, but it was strange because when when my editor was asking me more about it, because I I seemed to have known more at that point about them. There was nothing I could tell them. I just was like, oh, we knew that they were very hyper conservative. My sister also went to the same school, and mm. we were sharing stories. So I was saying we knew that they were hyper conservative. We knew that they had very strict rules, and we would see um, uh, members of that community once a year when we play hockey against them. And that was that. And I had never been inside the premises. You would think, you know, because it, we quite secluded our school. You think like the next step, like um, the next point of civilization, you'd have more interaction with people in that area. So it was quite interesting, and I think it was quite telling that you could be so close and know so little. And then it was also quite telling about how much reporting we'd have to do because we were so far away in Johannesburg and we have no family ties. So trying to get in and trying to get an mm. in was proving was going to prove to be very difficult. Um, and trying to reach out to people inside yeah. and anybody who has left because it's 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 so tight. So, so Noctula, I mean, I'm just interested in, I get that this is a mission. I get that it's a very close-knit community. Mm -hmm. What might not be as apparent to me are all of these different business interests. I mean, Msengeni Farm, I think the other one, Enzo Aquel also has, um, you know, Ikamale uh, Zulu as well. And then you've yeah, got all yeah. of these different enterprises that are linked to it. H how did that come about? And, and more importantly, I guess... You know, I mean, if you look at the list of some of the people they service, I mean, that's the who's who of the world of retail. Exactly, and that was the most surprising thing. You know, apart from Aquile Water, you know, they they've got a they produce yogurt, they farm vegetables, they have a bakery, there's a teachers' college, there's a high school, there's a radio station, and of course, there's a ten thousand seat auditorium where they host their weekly church services. They have a, a landing strip for planes. So, in essence, it's become kind of a country within itself. And kind of the genesis of most of their businesses was under the um, the umbrella that 
they're trying to sustain life at the mission because the, the origins of the mission was that they would take care of people who couldn't take care of themselves. They'd provide shelter. And what do you need in order to provide all those resources? You need money. So there was donors, and then at the next thing would be, let's start a business, and then we could be able to sustain ourselves. Um, but obviously, as we've seen, um, it's just gotten out of control, <laughs> um, and it's become what we understand to be a multi-million rand business operation um, that has now um, shown itself to have financial irregularities. If you read Azara Karim's reporting, you know, allegations of 150 million rand that was laundered over a period of three years, packed in bags, as zipper bags and transported in four by fours overnight or flown in a, in a small plane from KFC to Gauteng. Um, um, there's been allegations of workers at these various business institutions not being paid, and not being paid they say due, which they means, you know, the companies would reap more out of it. So, um, and, I mean, this, it, it reads literally like a Hollywood script. I think you said that at the top of the show. It's, uh, yes, you know, there's, yes. been a, there's conversations about a struggle of power because how it started, it started as kind of a, a family entity, the mission. We had Elo Stegen, who is the brother who started everything from the Stegen family and his brothers and members of his family have started and it's been now a family rift. So it's, I'm giving you the cliff notes. I would encourage your listeners to go in and read more in depth because it can get very, very confusing because there's just so many moving parts mm. to, to it. And I think even as reporters, you might have the information, but every other day you'd be like, hello, okay, this is, this is you. Oh, okay, this is you. And But we just found out that, you know, case these things stretch far. Um, they products um, up until recently were being sold at Woolworths, at Macro, mm. at Game, at Spa. Um, you know, I mean, even at my school, they were sponsoring many of our sporting tournaments. So they were part, I mean, Aquila is part of the culture. They, they sponsored the Midmar, you know, the Midmar mm. Mile, which is part of KZN <laughs> culture. It's a fixture on the calendar for people in KZN and around um, the country. So it, mm. it's mm. really... It's quite difficult, and when I tell people about this story, to like I speak to my dad, he's like, "Can you just give me a summary sentence?" And I was like, "Oh, that's <laughs> not going <laughs> to." You know, every other day, I mean, even before talking to you, I was like, "Wait, let me go back. Um, what am I missing?" You know, there's there's, there's so much to it. Um, yeah. And and since we published the story on Saturday, we're getting more information, and every and every hour there's new developments. Yeah, yeah. Noctula, 